everyone, welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, aka your dork monster, Noah Prito, and I'm here with... Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola. I'm bringing my blade to this promised parade. Ooh! Ooh. Wow, so I don't good. give a fuck good. if they're checking at the door. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Chop them too. I'll push right past. <laughs> with mm. the blade, With of my blade, yeah. <laughs> It's me, Ashley Goodwin, shooting up the shaft, not at all daft, with Druidcraft, a.k.a. Oh, Brigade, what's up? Dunk, 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 the ball goes through the hoop. Sheesh. Yikes, that's so good. Yeah. There was some nerves in the air today because this might be the final episode of the arc, depending on how things go down. It might not be, though. It might, it might not it. be. It might, we might, yeah, we might extend we it. We might just make another 30 minutes of bathroom jokes. Yeah, that we have time, I think. I think we have time. <laughs> well, I don't want to waste that time, so let's recap. Last time. Our heroes recovered from the battle with the Tinker, Suladed, and his Durgar Siblia, planning their escape with Moss Peacewillow, Sleepless Sofo, and Nob, the Hobgoblin. The six decided to split up. Moss, Nob, and Sleepless would wait in the Arcane Laboratory for a signal to head over and stabilize the tree while the trio infiltrated the pupil, the central column lair of the Omnimalum. Once they had secured the prisoners, everyone would meet at the Veridontus-sized tree summoned by the magic bean Brigid had used, with Moss arriving early to cast plant growth, ensuring the tree remained past the bean's designated time. Magic is fun and very weird. <laughs> Taking Moss aside, Zola told the high priest that she would ensure Brigid would make it back, even if it meant she and Smite stayed behind to fight off the hordes of Omnimalum while they and the captured escaped. Moss acknowledged her willingness to put herself in harm's way and promised that he would have a backup plan in case anything went awry. Joining her friends, the three downed their fantasy Red Bulls and soared between the buildings towards the pupil. Zola, still a bit speedy from her expeditious retreat, arrived first and struggled to find a way through the stone. <laughs> Before her allies could arrive, a drow mage saw her and inquired what was wrong. Zola attempted to lie her way out, but the drow saw through the deceptions, moving to arrest her. Brigid and Smite flew in, and though it seemed like the three would end up getting by under the guise that they would, quote, take the prisoner inside, a split-second decision led them to trying to threaten the drow mage with a gun they had no idea how to use. Get her! <laughs> Get her! <laughs> a quick combat ensued, ending with Smite once again smiting, allowing the group to hurry deeper into the strange tunnels within. On the way up, the group saw a number of VIPs heading through a set of large doors, likely the meeting Suladed was supposed to go to. Seeing the opportunity to learn more about the inner workings of the organization, Zola sent still into spy while they all settled on the fourth floor, a strange indoor garden teeming with life. While Brigid and Smite watched over Zola as she worked into the weasel, Stilton followed noted stooge Plebo inside, finding the Council of Lords, most notably Flay Chantress, gathered around a war table shaped like Emeralia. Moments later, Plebo announced the entrance of the organization's leader, Paragon who was revealed to be a horrid golden aberration, a spherical body with one large eye, ten eye stalks twisting with paranoia. The meeting was called to discuss the current status of the various imperial provinces, as well as to decide who would replace Lord Craver and Eaglebottom and Lord Akion, who Paragon disavowed upon learning of his failure to retrieve the crown. Throughout the conversation, Stilton watched the tyrannical monster lash out at the lords and ladies of the land, with all but Flay terrified of her displays of power. The mage remained confident in the face of danger, suggesting that they replace Lord Cravern with another member of the Wet Five, the ruling families of Tamamello, closest to Paddlewick, Lord Tuffler, aka Quince's Daddy. <laughs> After announcing plans to burn the jungles of the south, eradicate the opposition in the north, and use Paragon's quote-unquote pet 
to bend the Grand Wizard Ambledorth and the Trolls of the West to their whims, Paragon inquired where Suladed was, discovering Stilton sitting in his seat. <laughs> The weasel managed to duck under the table before he could be eradicated, scrambling towards what looked to be a crack in the domed walls of this carved meeting room, Flay raising her hand to cast something. And that is where we are right now. Brigid, you and Smite watch over Zola as she sits against the crystal-lined and plant-covered walls of this tunnel within the pupil. Behind you, the plants end, and there is a few feet of stone before it opens into that main shaft where the rest of this strange lair is. Before you on the other side, the tunnel continues forward for a bit before opening into what must be a vast chamber. Um, so brightly lit, it seems to be daylight, despite being underground. Verdant life seems to stretch throughout the room, but you'd have to get closer and uh, approach the space in order to see all of the details of what's going on. All you can see beyond the plant-covered tunnel is a mossy beige goldstone path that leads through the blooming flowers and gnarled bushes, almost like small olive trees, similar in build to the tree you saw Suladet animate, bearing plump, plum-sized fruit with sunset red to orange to green gradients, so overgrown it obscures the rest of the space. You hear birds, insects, the sound of water, and it smells almost like home. Though Smite smelled something else when you were here, something that can be best described as good aligned for some reason some sort of celestial almost presence how would you like to proceed this is kind of we've we've rewound time slightly about five minutes or so um as zola has begun to warg into still and is getting all of this information as you deal with this mm-hmm. i like brigand kind of looks over and like looks interested down the hall a little bit and i think that she looks over to smite should we go check it out uh, she's doing this? Yeah, I mean, it couldn't hurt. Uh, do you want me to stay and watch, or do you want me to come with? How about you walk with me down the hall, you stay in the doorway, and I'll peek my head in a little bit more. Gorgonzola really mumbling, I'll make weasel noises if stuff's weird. <laughs> I can't hear or see you, but <laughs> I'm just going to make if noises. Weird, I'll make weasel noises. Yeah. Most part of that was weasel noises. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Smite is like, yeah, I, I think she's okay. I'll I'll bring you to the edge of the hallway. I look at Smite and smile. Thanks. He nods to you and places a hand on your shoulder. You look a little rough. Mind if I give you a little healing? That'd be great. Thanks. Uh, you watch his hand wow, glow. TLC. Mm, a little tender love and care. A little THC. <laughs> tender healing and care. Um, and you see that familiar divine kind of glow similar to his paladin spells not that like innate healing ability that he has thanks no problem uh you get five hit points back that's the last of his paladin pool he is officially out of anything to give except for obviously like you know magic so brigid and smite begin to walk down this long crystal encrusted tunnel um as you walk progressively more plant life you see that it does kind of end at a certain point behind you where that main shaft is why don't you give me give me a perception check oh jesus that's so bone um, that's so bone i'm fucking boned by that roll 11 i rolled a uh, two it strikes you as interesting that the life is limited to the space, though you're not necessarily sure. Like, you, there's no ink, there's no markings or anything that you see right now that would indicate why 
it didn't like well, like for instance why didn't any of these birds that you hear fly out of here why didn't any of the bugs why didn't you see them more on like the vines tendrilling down yeah like yeah. they stop before it even gets to the shaft there's like there's that gold stone continues to the shaft where the moss essentially ends mm-hmm. but the two of you approach the edge of this tunnel and as you do, you see that it opens up into this massive, seemingly naturally cavernous chamber, and you're overcome by this veritable Garden of Eden. The air is filled with a faint sort of opalescent mist. The soft, mossy ground before you uh, is lined with more of those twisted, fruit-laden bushes. Lush grass spreads throughout the space with curated patches of flowers native to the Aurelian region amongst them. About 60 feet or so ahead of you, the path circles around this large fountain, this centerpiece carved from the same kind of beige gold stone of the mountain. Um, On the center point is not a statue of Mistra like you guys were potentially alluding to last time. Listen, you can only have so many fountains, dude. I know. Yeah, seriously. It's kind of it's on you. Realistically, yeah. there's more than one fountain in all of the uh, world of Fable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not insane for me to uh, say there's a no. fountain somewhere. My, I don't know if I can suspend my disbelief. My immersion is kind of ruined. Oh, uh, what's with this fountain, Noah? Um, no, you, you see that in the centerpiece of this fountain, it's kind of one of those very almost modernist kind of fountains where the water instead of like gushing out through the top is like trinkling over the stone kind of giving it a shimmering appearance and spilling down into the water below and it is very bougie and it does look like a very minimalist version of paragon which obviously you don't know at all what paragon looks like you have not seen through stilton's eyes zola isn't there to look at this and see holy shit i just saw that but it looks like a ball with the large central eye and a large like grinning smile no tentacles but just the ball where the water spills from it you see that like the water is the tentacles if i'm looking at it from an art history perspective yes (laughs) from an art history and i think that brigid probably got some art history in her time being taught in the yeah i mean so brigid's walking in and she feels super at home strangely um i think that the for the first time being in a beautiful lush surrounding like this she feels a little she sheds a tear of overwhelm she misses her mother she is scared of what's coming and um and she's just kind of hesitantly walking around because this seems so unnatural in this underground space take your shoes off girlfriend feel the moss (laughs) under your feet feel the moss on your feet uh (laughs) smite calls over to you kind of like stage whispering almost uh Everything okay over there? Yeah, it's okay. And I want to look up and kind of see where this light is coming from. You look up and you see that the entire, like, roof of this cavern is filled with these brightly colored pastel crystals that are somehow, they look like they've been supercharged. Give me an arcana check. Grow lights. Grow lights, yes. Oh my god, I got a natural one. Mm. This dice is going away. You know what? Smite is going to give you the help action because he can see them too. This is either arcana or history, depending on what you're trying to suss out here. Get I know they make it the same. Right, okay. 10? So, which do you choose? Because that, again, that's the nature of the information. Arcana. Okay. Arcana, you suss out, and this is something that 
has not been at all investigated throughout the entire campaign. Sounds so passive aggressive, no? No, it, <laughs> just kidding. It, 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 I apologize. Just kidding. It did sound passive aggressive. <laughs> I have to cop to that. No one fucking no one, no one asked. asked. They thought it was cool pretty, idea that but I said. no. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Um, you you see by this that the nature of the crystals. the nature of these crystals mm. is magical. That. Mm. All of these crystals, everything that you've seen so far, even the cracked ones that coated the ground between these the forest-like crystals around this entire underground city, they emanated a slight, like a, a flickering of power. And in a way, the just like the ones that were glowing even faintly to give the cavern the light that it had, they it's almost like they're enchanted with a light spell, mm-hmm. innately, somehow. Mm-hmm. So that that just strikes you as interesting, and it seems like these, for some reason, are like even more powerful than normal. You're not really sure what that means or how to interact with that, but you are like these clearly are the reason why, or at least one of the reasons why life is being sustained in this little pocket here. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking around, you your eyes are kind of drawn to movement. You know, you you see just a, again a layer of this space. You see the circle path around the fountain that splits perpendicularly. There's one that goes to the left from you, to the right, and then all the way across to where you see another tunnel similar to the one you guys entered from. That you would imagine is probably how is probably the side rather that Nob and the prisoners were brought up on. Like right. maybe the ladder is somewhere over there. Right. Um. And so you're kind of looking around. You catch a little fluttering and you look up and you see these beautiful sunset like feathered sparrows these tiny little birds fluttering around occasionally like plucking little bugs out of the air then you hear and you look towards the right down the path and you see a little chicken coop inscribed with strange runes with like four or five chickens kind of pecking at the ground or trying to catch little insects nearby so you enter in a little further, kind of marveling at the life here, and you see as you approach the fountain that, that the path that curves off to your left heads to a large open doorway, just like this. It looks like it's naturally formed, naturally carved kind of doorway, big enough to about 10 feet by 20 feet kind of situation. It's big. And it the light extends in there for quite a distance, showing that it is like a natural cavern with stalagmites and stuff like that and more crystals. But it's really dark in there. Hard to see more. Mm-hmm. Smite um, calls out one more time. Need, need any help out there? Uh, should I wake up Zola? Or um, No, not yet. I think that Brigid feels like a little uneasy. Uh, this doesn't make any sense, and it, it seems a little dangerous in here that this would be here. Um, it's kind of like, I think that in my head, and I think in Brigitte's head, not knowing what's going on, it feels like in this like dungeon-esque like, tower, to have such a beautiful little area must be saved for the person who's in charge. Such a beautiful space is not for prisoners. So I think that she feels a little alarmed. The chicken is unnerving. <laughs> As you're standing there, a chicken just like wanders over and starts pecking around your feet. Um, Smite's like, uh, this, hmm, I think there aren't prisoners here. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we knew that because they're on like the fifth floor and this is the fourth, but I think that ch- unless they're chickens, unless you think they're the chickens. Are they the chickens? No, the, these aren't the prisoners. I don't. I haven't stopped to speak with animals, but I wonder if you know you might 
let me with my druid powers. Chickens. Give me a survival check. Okay. Just oh, actually no, I'm sorry. Animal handling. That's why we have that skill. <laughs> it's top of the list now. <laughs> Off the table. Uh, the chicken is on our head. The chicken. The chicken is with us the today. The chicken's life <laughs> is in our head. I'm absolutely going to make a caption video. For that. Um, uh, it is. Is that in that one? It's a Fourteen. Okay. You go up to this chicken. You like lean down and eye it up, and it just you know. I try and like pet it with my one finger that I pet all animals with. And it responds. It does a little headbutt into it. It doesn't seem to be freaking out as much. You know, it's not making any clucking noises. You suss out that chickens... Can I talk to this chicken? You, If you talk to this chicken, odds are you're not going to get anything more than like a maybe a confirmation or a f- negation. Does that make sense? Like maybe a yes or no question could get through. Okay. But we'll, based on your 14, it's going to be hard to like fully communicate. With I want to ask this chicken, does somebody live here? Um, give me an insight check. All right, I will. <laughs> is it all female chickens or is this a, a rooster too? All female chickens. Mm, Doesn't look like there's any sort of protection. You know, there's no there's nobody patrolling them. Is it an insight check? Yeah. She's going to be like a 27. It's 28. <laughs> give me an insight check on this chicken. I did an insight check on this chicken. I asked the chicken a question. I got a 28. So what does the chicken tell me? You look at the chicken in the eyes. You see fear in the chicken's eyes. This chicken, and it occurs to you that chickens, and this is not a political opinion, chickens are typically used as food. Oh my god. I'm These are not some free-range happy chickens he, living their best look, life. Does this chicken look at me? Does she look at me with like a little, like, save me eyes? She looks at you with the eyes of a chicken that um, is living its life. Um, it isn't necessary. There's fear in its eyes because chickens live in fear. Feel free to take the chickens. Feel free to take them. Just know that it seems like so so me and Lisa bagging, bagging, bagging chickens. chickens. Put that chicken in the bag, baby. S- Save Smite, that chicken, baby. Smite's like, um, you know, if you want. No, listen. Take- Smite doesn't know that I'm thinking about potentially saving the life of this <laughs> He's chicken. He's watching you interact with a chicken, though. Brigitte understands she spoke. the. Brigitte understands. <laughs> she said, she literally stroked its head and said, like, are you afraid of anything? Like, no, that's I like, said, cool. does anyone live here? Does anyone live here? Well, you kind of said, England. I'm food. <laughs> I'm food. Um, so, no, I think that Brigitte understands the circle of life, and I don't think that she's about to risk everything, including her uncle's life, uh, to save a chicken. So, mm-hmm. I think that she's just going to. Whoa. Let... <laughs> she's harsh. Listen, just Brigitte kidding. is. Uh, Brigitte she's a druid. She understands. understands the circle of life. She does. And she also probably, again, the bigger realization here is there is something here that Someone feeds on this that chicken. That feeds on the chicken. Can I do um, another perception check? To see, like, any kind of, like, signs of uh, another being, like, tracking, I guess. So, like, maybe survival Survival if, um, if you're looking for specific, like, signs in nature. If you're trying to see something, that's perception. So I'm not rolling well today. Gotta be honest with everybody. Get him out early. What was that survival we mm-hmm. said? That's still 13. 13? Scanning through, you see that some of those fruits that you had clocked... You spot a few that are half-eaten, bite marks on them that look to be humanoid. You know, like, you know, a, a teeth marks that seem normal. You Like, if it's a massive beast, you would expect that uh, it would just swallow these whole. 
but you see that there are some that are like that. You see some chicken bones kind of scattered here and there. Kind of, it looks as you start to like look through this area, it goes from like a pristine garden to being like, oh, something is definitely living here. You see, like there's kind of some disheveled bushes, like it, but it's strange. It's like a mix of if a person lived here, but also why would a person need all of this? You know, you're not really sure what kind of situation is going on here. Mm-hmm. Do the bones look like they were cooked? Or are they just bones? They're dry bones at this point, like hard to tell. Okay. Can I listen to hear if I hear anything? Yeah. Give me a perception check. I'm grounding myself in all five senses. What are you doing over there? Just grounding myself in all five senses. Very cool. Very cool. I'll keep quiet. So sorry. 21. 21. You take a moment, you take a deep breath in, and you hold it. Smite sees you doing this, kind of recognizes what's going on, holds his breath as well. A few clucks here and there. Zzz, buzzing insects. Tweeting birds. The birds, two things. One, you hear a bird go, and they keep on repeating that theme every once in a while. And then you also see that there's a flicker of movement from the shadows of that large doorway. Footsteps, maybe? Some Hunger Games shit. No, do, 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 do. It the, is some Hunger Games that shit, though. No, no, no. I yeah, thought yeah. I was saying that the, the birds in the Hunger Games whistle. carry her, like, yeah. whistles. <laughs> it, is, it, is a, it is a lot like that. No, um, fully, these birds seem to be, like, I mean, they also tweet like normal sparrows, too. But every once in a while, you see one, like, whistle out that little tune the little motif can i see what bird that is and what they look like it's all all the sparrows look like these beautiful sunset periwinkle red oranges yellows can i walk over from my uh ear to the door where i hear the footsteps it's not an actual door it's a a totally open doorway so as you like turn towards the path and you see the light stretches in for a bit and you see crystals in there that are much dimmer like as if they've been purposefully dimmed um and you like peer in there and it's difficult to see anything even with your elven eyes but you do feel like something is in there looking back um Brigid you good over there you're kind of freezing up I think something's in there it's about this time that we are going to cut over to Stilton <laughs> who is now diving through like towards this crack in the wall um, we are going to, this is a quick little moment here. Yes. This uh, all is happening in seconds and technically it is still the Dean's turn because still in bit her on the foot. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. that, uh-huh. I just want to say Gordon uh-huh. just watched that happen. That was a, a, a decision that's still in me. <laughs> Smite turns to see Zola do a little fist pump watching <laughs> still in bite. Um, he sc- scrambles toward there. His long weasel for- form, Pie diving for it. So this is going to be a contested moment. She's going to cast a spell that is going to be a strength check on Stilton's part. If Stilton fails, she will have an opportunity to look at Stilton fully. And I will have her roll an insight check to see if she can kind of associate the pied coloring with the raven that Bree had. Mm -hmm. If Stilton succeeds in avoiding this check, then you as Zola will have a moment to blink him out of reality as you are able to do with your familiar. Mm -hmm. So 
Let's roll. We're going to do a contested strength check. She gets plus nine to this. All right. I get minus four. Good lord. I'm a weasel. That makes sense. It totally <laughs> makes sense. I did not know. I am very sense. dexterous and I'm not very strong because I'm just a little noodle. You <laughs> know what? I'll say it is a strength check on her part. So I'm going to say that you can use dexterity. Okay, she to try has and, to like, use it. I want to wiggle out of it. Exactly, yes. Like literally bend his body like <laughs> little. a little spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, kind DM. <laughs> what am I doing? Mm. Shh, don't say mm. Mm. Dirty 20. 23. He dives into the crack and freezes in midair. You see, scrambling in place, and you Horrifying. see she turns her hand and twists his body towards her using what is some form of telekinesis. Interesting. I'm going to have her roll an insight check. Is still in, um, incapacitated? Um momentarily Word. it's gonna be like this won't affect you being able to blink him out in a yeah, moment yeah, yeah. but yeah essentially he, he is like restrained okay uh you know what give me a contested deception check that'll actually be a nice way of settling this yeah using stilton's charisma uh like, yeah stilton's okay. charisma in this case sounds good um it's minus four still in very still has a minus four charisma the, i'm just using the weasel stats my brain is just blown away charisma by... intelligence and strength are all minus four brutal yeah and then dex and wisdom are not 20 baby not 20 baby not 20 not 20 baby. 16 minus four 12 oh my god Roll she off. got exactly a 12 because she rolled a 10 with her proficiency bonus plus two for her wisdom because it's plus six. Right. All right. Here we go. Another deception versus another insight. Okay. Oh, my God. No. Five. Hmm. What a beautiful coat. I've only seen one other with such a pattern. Okay, Cruella. You feel her eyes. <laughs> I've never seen a cow before. Dumb uncultured city <laughs> slicker. Stupid. Bitch. I've only seen the mistakes. Um, it's cruel. She's she's a monster. Um, you see her eyes look into Stilton's, and you you just know that she's looking at you and not Stilton. Good morning, Bree. You have a moment. Would you like to keep Stilton there? Or are you snapping him out? Um. Stilton says, Ba-ba-ba. <laughs> Just looking at her, she looks for a moment, and then you watch as she tightens her hand, and Stilton <laughs> disappears, and your vision goes dark. You guys smite turns to, to see you go, like, shake a little bit as you come out of it. Whoa, are you okay? What's going on? We should move. Now oh. all of China knows you're here. here. <laughs> I am as soon as soon as we start like moving our legs, I'm like rapid fire, like Dean Flake Tantris, Paragon, big ass fucking thing with eyeballs and tentacles, <laughs> and Plebo's there, and there's a bunch of people, and uh, kind of looks like that fountain. Quince's dad is like a 
megalomaniac or something. Quince? Who the fuck's Quince? <laughs> <laughs> you, you essentially recap that meeting to you guys. Uh, Brigid, give me a history check or a nature check with advantage because Smite is helping you. Do I even hear what Le- uh, what Zola said? I, you, The moment that Zola I wakes up... we're walking over to find you. Or yeah. we're doing a jog over to find you. Yeah, totally. Literally, Smite and you enter into this beautiful garden, which, Zola, you, of course, are... Like, you're telling the story now, suddenly marveling at this space. Looks a lot like that, but with tentacles. Whoa, um, not good. What was my role again? Nature or history. When will I learn it's all the same? I got a 12. Though you don't know the name of this creature, you remember your dream where Corellan spoke to you, and you remember aberrations being mentioned. And based on the description that you hear Zola's hang to smite, based on the strange depiction statue that Zola has pointed out. Lots of teeth. Wiggly stalks. This is not a natural creature. This is not something that is born or native even to this plane. Total aberration. Yeah. Sounds like an aberration. We've got to get the prisoners. We've got to get out of here. There's a moment as you guys are kind of collecting your thoughts here. I assume it's like front of the fountain. That's kind of where Brigid was anyways. I think that after I say I think something's in there and then I hear Zola wake up. I kind of like go and like back up like and meet them like closer towards where we entered. I think Gorgonzola's a little panicked. Like they are they just saw still in they're going to scatter soon and start looking for us. Mm-hmm. This is like a We gotta go. go. This is a Thundercats go moment. Yeah, exactly. In fact, everyone actually give me perception checks while you're kind of gathering up. Yes. Seventeen. Twenty four. It's a 16 from Smite. So you guys all kind of clock this. You hear movement from the opposite tunnel, the one you guys were across from. The Um, one that I was looking into being like, I think something's in there. No, no, no. That was the... So again, coming from the point that you were entering from, that room, the open doorway, is to your left. This The large open doorway. Mm -hmm. The Where you hear this coming from is across this large room Mm -hmm. in that tunnel way on the other side. Like where the ladder kind of was. Exactly. And you hear footsteps rushing and you hear a sound of a dwarvish accent. Quickly, to the teleportation circle. We must leave. As you hear footsteps rushing to the fifth floor. Uh, it, no one has, you don't hear anybody going like, investigate the garden. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, But you, it when you all hear this, Zola, it clicks to you that like, you're not sure about what the Dean scenario is, but to everyone else, this means they got to leave, right? Like they're not, they're not even going to look for you. They're going to try and go back to their respective homes because I mean, they don't care that much. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> it's not my business to find a fucking weasel. Yeah. That's what the only Malum is for. I'm thinking more about the giant tentacled thing. <laughs> yes. The giant. So you're not really sure if the Dean has said anything. You're not really sure what the scenario is down there. All you know is that at least from what you guys hear, it sounds like pretty much every other council member is rushing to the fifth floor. And Brigid, with your high roll, you see a glint of gold, two eyes looking from that darkness, just like a flash of it for a moment. What's up with these chickens? I think it's food for whatever's over there. And I point to the eyes. Oh. The moment you acknowledge the eyes, you hear a voice call out. Who are you? We are the chicken tenders. We tend the chickens. Give me a deception check. You don't look like the people who come here normally. Eleven. We called us in special. They called us in special 
to look after the chickens. Are you okay? Do you need help? Who are you really? And you watch as walking out from this darkness, coming into vi your vision, is a beautiful, although clearly in rough shape young woman. She has kind of short shoulder length gold hair that's a little bit matted. You see that she has um, like kind of pale skin, the kind of skin that you only really get when you're getting exclusively like essentially artificial sunlight, you mm -hmm. know, nothing like that could actually give you um, a tan. Exactly. Yeah. She's clearly like deficient in several different things. Um, <laughs> That's a strange sentence to say. Um, she is clearly, like, slightly malnourished. She seems kind of, you know, see, like, bags under her eyes. But she seems to be about maybe, like, Zola's age. Oh, shit. Are you a prisoner here? I'm not a prisoner. I'm a pet. I'm not a prisoner. I'm a pet. I'm not a prisoner. I'm a pet. Is she tied down? You see around her neck is just a metal band. Just looks almost like a, like a choker. Are you from uh, above ground? Would you like to go back? Above. There's above. What's your name? I, I, I'm a pet. What was your name? She looks, kind of puzzled to herself. Like no one has ever asked her that question. I have a pet. His name is Sultan. I would show him to you, but he's dust now. But he'll be back. What? You could pet him. What? This doesn't. Who, who are you? And you see, as she does that, there's like a flicker of like golden light. It kind of like traces almost like nerves in her skin for a moment. I have a question. What did, what did they say in the meeting about pet? Zola would 100% remember that they are, that for some reason, Zoss is going to be using a pet to keep Ambledorth and the trolls of the West in line. Yes. Must be their daughter or something. Maybe. I think um, Gorgonzola, knowing that Brigitte is the person who is maybe like better at like talking to people and calming people, like Gorgonzola is kind of brash and not very good at like convincing people. So She's think, kind, but yeah, Gorgonzola maybe looks at Brigitte like. Yeah, so I I walk over, kind of hands out. Listen, everything's okay. We're trying to get some other people out from under here as well. We're not chicken tenders. We're not chicken tenders. We but you just, said you were chicken tenders. We said that oh, because we, we just didn't know who you were. We thought that you might be a threat, but it looks like you might need some help as well. Whatever you're scared of, whatever has hurt you, we can help you. You're scared of the big eye, right? No. And without even an, like passive insight, we'll tell you that she's terrified. And that it seems like this is her reality. Mm -hmm. I'm super fucking scared. Um, you see she tenses up and kind of turns away. You should get out of here if you're going to get out of here. I'm not supposed to leave. I'm a pet. Well, then why don't you just come with us for a little bit? I can't. I'm a pet. But what if you weren't? Would that be okay? Words she has never heard in her whole life. Can I do a perception check on the the manacle around your neck to see if it is magical in any way? Yeah. Uh, give me an arcana check, actually. And Smite will help you. He, he approaches slowly. He's, you know, he had his hand on the hilt of his sword, but he raises his hands. We're not here to cause you any trouble. We're just here to save some people. You said arcana? Yes. 18. You look closely at it, 
like approaching you see that as you get too close she kind of flinches away from you but you keep your hands up and you look closely and you see inscribed upon this collar look to be some sort of glyphs um and though it is not like though it's not a spell you recognize you imagine that it prevents her from leaving the area and then it clicks to you thinking about how the plants ended at a certain point and though you didn't see it there you imagine that perhaps some matching glyphs are there to kind of essentially cage her in to this little garden would i be able to dispel magic yes if you have dispel magic you would be able to this is kind of like a small space for you they have chickens where we're going and you could you know not be in the dark and and you know have a little more space and no one no one would hurt you or or call you a pet what would they call me whatever you want my name is zola and this is brigid and smite nice nice to meet you both nice to meet all three of you and smite it's great to meet you too i smile very big trying to make her feel comfortable Give me a persuasion check, and you can roll with advantage because between Zola and Smite, all the three of you being the most encouraging kind people, <laughs> I think you deserve it. Thirteen. She doesn't give you any like positive confirmation. You know what I mean? She doesn't smile back, but you get a sense that this is the first kind of interaction like this that she's ever had like in her entire existence for as long as she can remember no one has spoken to her the way you guys are speaking to her so you sense fear you sense kind of a a sense a need to protect herself from whatever could be out there and perhaps she's been told that whatever's out there wouldn't be good for her or safe for her so in theory you could coax her out of this area but i would like to reach out my hand and hold her hand with one hand and then i want to reach my other hand to the the cuff around her neck and i want to cast a spell magic okay she cautiously takes your hand and again as soon as you raise your hand to cast she flinches but smite is like no no no, we're, we're trying to help we're trying to help give me a check with your spell casting modifier 14. 14. You focus on it. You close your eyes. And you hear as the collar pops off. This seemed to be a elevated casting of the Glyph of Warding spell, mm-hmm. essentially to deal higher damage. Um, and it seemed like Based on as the collar falls off, you assume that there was like a repeated nature to it. Like similar to other glyphs that Zola's seen, it would recharge. So if she did leave, it would keep hitting her until she was down. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that, she is freed. She watches the collar fall to the ground with wide eyes and looks to you all. We're uh, going to have to go fast, but we can bring a chicken with us if you want. You you know you know you'll have a friend with were you. Were you eating these chickens or? Yeah. I you was... don't have to only eat chickens. Do you Here's ha- a mango. Do you have some Fritos? <laughs> do you have some? <laughs> An yeah. yeah. I had we... one of the ones that was just like a regular one. <laughs> she. You look like you could use some vitamin C. Thanks. I only for fruit these, and she points to the fruits on the trees, but they can make you feel weird. Does this make you feel weird? No. Not this one. <sighs> she takes a bite into it. 
And you see her eyes like grow the wide at like dinner plate. She's never had something so sweet, something something so delicious. Mm. And she starts devouring it with the kind of hunger that can only be described as animalistic. Like the kind of ferocity that you're like, oh my, there's something more here. There's something more. While she's doing that, Gorgonzola has backed up a little bit, looks this chicken in the eyes that is afraid, and just silently puts the chicken in the bag. <laughs> With his little head sticking out. I was going to say, that chicken's going to die in no, five minutes. his little head is sticking out. Shh. Um, it's at this moment that Smite goes, That chicken's going to fuck us later. Should we give... I don't know about that. Uh, should we give Moss a call? Should we, should we let him know that he should head over? Or I feel like we're running out of time. Yeah, for sure. And we need mm. to find these prisoners and then get out. Uh, you see this golden haired woman looks to you guys. I I know where the I know where the prisoners are. You do? They're upstairs. I can take you there. Yeah? On the fifth floor? Yeah, on the fifth floor. We're okay. we're gonna help them go back to you know, not here. And you too. Okay. She kind of shuffles her feet a little bit. Um I hold her hand. She lets you take her hand, though it's limp in your hand. You can tell she's kind of processing. There's so much happening all at once. She just met you guys, like, literally minutes ago. Um, okay, okay. I'm not a pet. I'm not a pet. I'm not a pet anymore. My name's not pet. Okay. Um, she looks at you guys, gives a little nod, and then just beeline walks towards the opposite end where the ladder would be essentially right okay she doesn't know how to shoot up the shaft but that's okay that's okay she can't fly yeah are we uh, still flying uh, you have the ability to i assumed you okay. landed yeah uh, it, it lasts <laughs> an hovering hour, this whole so. time um still in was hovering a little bit when <laughs> when power got <laughs> when he when he did that dive towards the crack he really <laughs> he superman floating, flew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um do you guys follow is there anything you want to do prior or do you want to call moss now Call Moss. Okay. Yeah, let's call him as we're walking after her. All right. Can I use Can I use someone's speaking stuff? Here you go. Call your uncle. Uncle, is that you? I don't know how to use this. Is this right? Oh, honey, is hi. How are you doing? Um, how's it going, sweetie? It's not good yet, but we did uh, find someone else um, to bring home with us. Um, Good. I mean, you should find many other people. I assume they're all with you now. Uh, no, we still have to do that. Uh, on Uncle, the way. On the way. C- can you? Can you? Get, let's let's move out. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Um, and the phone goes silent as you assume that he's gonna set off <laughs> to whatever this old man's Bless got planned. <laughs> Smite, That's your uncle. <laughs> Smite is like, he's pretty badass. This I think is he's my uncle, well. Moss Peace Willow. This is a speaking stone. It has games. I could show you later. What's a gom? Okay. What's a spacking stone? What are these words you're saying Do to Do you me? know who Moss Peaceful is? I have no idea what that name is. Okay. I know what Moss is. And she points to the moss on the ground. That is Moss. Is this your uncle? No. Okay. okay. Let's go get the prisoners. Okay. Um, you guys approach the opposite side. Uh, you see, as she arrives there, it's definitely one of those moments where she's almost like unsure that she'll be able to pass through. She takes a careful step past the plant life winces looks around and releases the tension from her shoulders wow it's so rocky over here is this what above is like no in some places 
but there's usually grass and trees and fruits and water. There's all the things that you have here. There's just other people too. Okay. Okay. This way. Um, and she turns and begins to head up what looks to be a set of stone stairs. You guys walk up falling after her and bring it with your passive perception. You hear this too. You hear the sounds of like murmuring in an arcane tongue. So you guys all freeze up for a moment waiting until you see a flash of light and silence. She looks back to you. They're gone now. Okay. Have you seen them do that before? No, but they sometimes, when they would tell me, that's how they leave. Okay. Here. Oh, that's... the teleportation circle. Yes. That's how they leave here. You're really smart. You know a lot. You're going to help save a lot of people right now. Thank you. Thank you? Yeah. You're welcome. All right, let's go. I don't think I've ever said that before. <laughs> uh, you guys head up the stairs, and you indeed walk into what can only be described as a teleportation chamber. In the center of the room, there is a large circle cut into the stone. Easily can fit at least 10 people. Along it are inscribed a number of conjuration runes that even without a check, Zola would be able to recognize. Be like, this is in practice probably just needs a few markings in order to trigger it to send it off you would have to know the spell and if you could didn't have the spell you'd have to like you know be a smart enough um, magic user mm -hmm. to successfully do it but you imagine that any one of these folks either has a mage teleport them somewhere or they go as a group to another place mm -hmm. um, you see there are lots of like cubbies weapons lining the walls a bunch of like duffel bag-esque bags filled to the brim um, with something all zipped shut. It's, you know, just looks like uh, almost a lobby space for people coming and going within this secret sanctum. On the other side of the room, there's a set of stairs going down, but not so low that it would bring you to the fourth level, but to another hallway. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you guys creep down that way, you see that it in indeed goes forward to meet the main shaft, um, but then it also curves off to your right. And as it does, you see this woman turns to you around the cor around the corner there it should be over there i can kind of he sent hear them what are you hearing panic like in your head yeah she like rubs she's like rubbing her head and you get a you get a sense that perhaps she being in that space wasn't just one-sided Perhaps right. she was trying to escape their sounds like she like it, it, she may not have known that it was more than one sided. But perhaps the people who put her there were like, this will keep her under control and less emotional for some reason. Um, how do you guys want to proceed? Um, I want to just uh, if she's closing her eyes and kind of rubbing her head and hearing these sounds and looks confused and scared i want to just like put my hand on her back but her shoulder it's okay we're gonna get out of here very soon and i think that brigid feels like an even stronger sense of urgency and mm -hmm. need to get every one of these people out of here they've should all been tortured for far too long should i maybe just go into disguise and just walk in to make sure that there's no one else in there if there is, I can call you in. Or... Sure. That's a solid idea. Maybe okay. we can even just 
Like, if there are someone there, you can maybe try and send them away or something. We can wait by the door and hold actions. Yeah. And essentially, again, based on where your location is, you guys are kind of... Actually, everyone give me stealth checks. This is not not like anyone's looking for you, but just to see if, if there are people nearby, if they would have sensed you. Are you in a group situation? Yep. Group average. 12. 12? Four. Okay. You guys weren't exactly thinking stealthily because of how fast you're moving. Mm-hmm. Smite did roll a 16. So that is pretty good. Um, but both you, Brigid, and you, Zola, did roll lower than the passive perception. What did NP roll? Not pet. We're going to call her NP. NP. Uh, I didn't roll for her because she wasn't moving. But let me just... Natural 13 plus her stealth is going to be a 15, which passes the passive perception. So she is kind of like holding herself up against the wall, kind of rubbing her temples. You see that she's clearly... Every once in a while, there's a little flicker of that, like, golden electricity through her nerves. You're not really sure what that means. Can I, like, do a history check or insight check on that, knowing that, like, I have, like, special fire powers? Maybe I've, like, heard of something like this. Give me a nature check. It's an eight. It's an eight. With an eight, you have... She's a human. She's some sort of human. Maybe she's got magical powers. That's the best you can get. Okay. I think knowing that um, I failed my stealth, I immediately transform. And mm. I'm going to transform into... Who was the tallest person besides De- Dean Flay Chantress around that table? Around that table? Yeah. And Delilah besides her. Besides Delilah, besides her. God, a lot of short kings in there. Zob and um, Zoss are both short, right? Both short. Both short. Plevo short. Um, you couldn't do Paragon because of the yeah, nature of yeah. her. Okay, all good. I will turn into Z- Zabiera. Okay. And are you going to kind of like crunch, like crunch your height a little bit to kind of match that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That totally works. You, through Stilton's eyes, you remember you get this bushy um, golden beard, blue eyes, a quaff, almost like cotton ball like hair on top of your head, and these extravagant red robes uh, suitable for an archmage. Uh, Smite goes, Who the fuck's this guy? Hold the chicken. <laughs> what? You shove the chicken into his hands and you turn around the corner. You see a hallway extending forward, very simple, lined with a few crystal sconces to illuminate it. At the end are double doors, probably about the same size as um, the ones that this woman you encountered were kind of going through. And on the other side, you imagine, is where all the prisoners are. Before that are two drow warriors wearing that thick, black, spiked, almost like plate mail-like armor, carrying very large-looking like scimitars at their hilts, red eyes just burning, looking straight forward, completely stoic. They look to be a similar kind of build to Lodakion. Maybe not as strong as he is, but definitely of that elite nature. And they don't respond as you enter. You know what I mean? They're not like, halt, who goes there? You know, yeah. they just keep staring forward. I'm just going to um, try and walk forward with confidence. Okay. You walk forward. They, with again. Confidence. With Oh, sorry. You walk forward with confidence. Um, and they recognize that confidence and they nod respectfully. Um, <laughs> you approach the doors. They love to see a girl boss winning. They love it. <laughs> they love to see a, a, a dwarf boss winning. Um, um, you walk up to these doors and um, stand there before the, before you, and they, again, stand stoically, as if they're waiting for some sort of command from you. Right. <clears throat> Her stockiness will be coming down here soon. Uh, I might want to clear out. We're having a little meeting. Her stockiness. Wow. 
that is just some next level nicknaming. I love it so much. Um, give me a persuasion check. Okay. It's not too high a DC, but it is just to, you know, encourage. Fourteen. Fourteen. It is important that we respect her stockiness's wishes. Then the other one chimes in. But uh, we cannot leave. If you are doing a preliminary inspection before she meets with the prisoners, be our guests, but we must remain. And they nod and step to the side and allow you to Thank enter. You. Um, and Zola, you how are you going to open this door? Mm. You don't, they don't hand you any keys, though you do see it's keys. It's not like a regular door. It looks like, yeah, it just looks like two solid stone doors. No, like, handles, no key thing. You do see keys on these guards, though. You Like, they do have, like... Um, each one of them has a ring of one like larger key and one like, smaller like st- st- typical key. I look at them. <clears throat> a little help, and I motion like I am too short to reach the <laughs> keyhole. Uh, Have a bad shoulder. Of course. Uh, just, uh, just. Uh, I need your badge. Oh, sure. I hand them Lord Accion's badge upside down. Okay. He takes it from you. He doesn't look at it as he presses it to the door and then traces the Omnimalum symbol, as you have seen mm-hmm. done. He takes it out. It's a little high for me. They should make this place more accessible. I agree. Not everyone is as tall as some of us drow. Uh, I will speak with someone about that. What is, the we- what is the weather like up there? Ah, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> he, he rolls his red <laughs> eyes underneath his metal helmet, um, and you hear... <laughs> as the stone doors slide open. Inside, you see a large, rough-cut chamber, about 120 feet by 120 feet, and filling the room are people of all walks of life, all different types of species. You see humans, you see halflings, tieflings, half-orcs, full-blooded orcs, goblins, all the kind of people that you know that the government has been secretly kidnapping, all the criminals who they knew that people wouldn't be looking for if they went missing, they're all here. Any of them who haven't already been turned into soldiers, that is. You see that they are chained into groups, you know what I mean? It looks like groups of 10 or so, 12 of them to kind of make about 120. And it looks like each one, as they're all chained to each other by a central lock, each one of those central locks is tied to essentially this huge bolt in the middle of the room. Like that way they're both chained in groups, but then also chained in a single place to the floor. You enter in your you know smite hears obviously the stone doors and nods to you brigid um and sends a message to you zola um any move that we should make no i'm trying to think if the best move is for me to try to send them away and you guys come in here or if i should just try and set up a bum rush and then you know we everyone goes flooding out but there's a lot of locks in here i might need some help um I could come in and heat metal on that central stock. All right. I can try and send the guards away then. Yeah. If you do that, because obviously he's messaging you as well. (laughs) If you do that, I can try and make a swing. And yeah, (laughs) the message group chat, uh, I could try and take a swing when it's hot enough. And if it's weak enough and maybe we can break that central lock. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What about, uh, he, he 
um, you inform him about the keys, yeah. and he goes, should we try and, like, snag some before we go? Or are we trying to... I mean, if we break that central lock, they're free, but they're going to be in their groups. Right, they'll all be chained together. Right. So we should try and get um, a set of keys. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, then should we maybe just try and take these guards out? Yes. Like, okay. Um. <laughs> you're As you're kind of, like, mentally having this discussion, you look into the room. Give me a perception check, Sola. Yeah, I guess I'm also Gorgonzola's pal, you know, just looking quick to make sure she doesn't see anyone that she knows also. Mm-hmm. Four. It is, even with your dark vision, there's a just people. a lot of people in here. Yeah. Um, so it's it's less than is you. Is anyone in here from Padalik? <laughs> <laughs> anyone Insanity. from Padalik? <laughs> if they brought them all the way. It's possible, though. Um, though you did manage to free them, those people, thankfully, before they got transported. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't see anything specific at this moment. Just a bunch of people that, like, even as the doors opened, begin to, like, wince and kind of cower together. Right. Clearly scarred from this experience. I think I... I close the doors behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, I turn around and uh, melt out of Xavier's likeness mm-hmm. and turn into Gorgonzola. Um, and I hold up my sword high above my head and I go, Hey guys, we're going to have to run real fast. But we got a tree set up, and I'm going to get y'all the fuck out of here. Who doesn't want to be a microchip? Um, there is complete silence at first. Um, as everyone digests every single nonsensical word that you just said to them. Um, I got a tree set up. And you hear uh, a voice from the masses. Oh, Zola? Is that you? Crystal? Zola? Is that you? Zola! Where are we? What the hell? I thought we were going to see a show, and then I got fucking hogtied. Oh, no. Like I said, I got a tree set up, and we're going to get you guys out of here. Just let me do one thing real quick. Just hold tight real quick, okay? On on my signal. Listen, guys. I met this lady one time. She's definitely trustworthy. Maybe you should try and... We can depend on her. Maybe you should try and thwack the, the center... Thing. Oh, yeah. You could just try and like hammer at it while you still have a chance. Yeah, you know what? Okay, I I look back at the stone doors and the guards and <laughs> the, the closed the closed doors thinking. <laughs> and I think about Smite holding my chicken with two hands right now. <laughs> like, all right, I'm I'm just gonna take a crack at this maybe, and I'm gonna walk down and try and um, examine that center, um, that huge center, you know, hub lock. Yeah, give me an investigation check. Okay. With a 10, you're not seeing any, like, specific insights on how you could easily destroy this or, like, you know, here's the weak point. But you suss out that you are incredibly fucking strong and you think that it may not be the quietest way, but you could definitely destroy any of these chains in here. Zola Mm -hmm. knows that she's one of the strongest people she's ever met. (laughs) She knows herself, so I think she could do it. It will be a little bit loud, though. Right. I message um, Brigid and Smite and go, I think I can take a hack at this chain, but the second I start to do it, those guards are going to run in here. So how about if you guys maybe coordinate an attack on them and maybe while you're fighting, I can try and get everyone out of here. And then like once some, we have some people, yeah, exactly. I'll come help once we have okay. some people free. Sounds good. As you guys are kind of having this silent discussion, um, the young woman with you, Brigid, looks to you. They're getting louder and more distressed. 
What's going on? What are you guys doing? We're trying to get these prisoners out of here. Okay, so you're going to need to take a big deep breath. Don't worry. You there's see gonna be flickers th- of that same like golden light all there's, through her skin. There's going to be some fighting right now, okay? There's going to be a little bit of noise, and there's going to be a little bit of ruckus. Um, I'm wondering, though, I'm seeing your golden power here. And uh, can I? Can you just look in my eyes for a sec? It's hard for her to do so, but she does eventually meet eyes with you, and you see these beautiful amber gold eyes just twinkling. What can you do? Hurt people. Hurt people. Can you control it? Can you do your very best? Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't worry. We're going to protect you. There's no way anything bad is going to happen to you. Give me a persuasion check. It's a 13. She nods to you. Just tell me when you're going to go and get out of the way. Okay. Um, And Zola, you now, like, Smite, like, after hearing that discussion goes... Yeah, I don't know what this uh, young woman's deal is, but she's got an intense energy, Zola. So whatever you want to do, I think she's down for it. Is this the good smell that Smite was smelling? This bunch of ASMR. Smite gives a little sniff and goes, yeah, it's definitely the good smell. She's wearing love spell. She's wearing a love spell, which is, in, as we all know, the divine good <laughs> smell. <laughs> <laughs> the good aligned scent of love spell, which is very aptly named for a D and D campaign. Yes, the smell of love spell. It is Zola. It is your turn, for lack of a better word. Um, how would you like to proceed? All right, I'm going to pick my way through, carefully stepping, you know, over people's legs, um, and make my way um, to kind of the central area that they're all chained up to. Do I see like are there children, or it does seem like it's all adults? Seems like the youngest age is maybe mid-teens and then of course like goblins which age differently so there might be like by the standard of a goblin an adult but by the standard of a human like a five-year-old but i think gorgonzola inside is thinking like why is this like maybe they just didn't think to do it but it it seems like it could be easier to like take children (laughs) do you know what i mean Mm. Like, what is with all of these? Well, the soul power, it's like, maybe you need to be more Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, soul, too. Like, yeah. for it to be yeah. more powerful. Or if it's just easier to take adult people because people seem like just, they've just left or something. Uh, Zola, anyway. why don't you give me uh, give me either insight or arcana? Yeah. Maybe you know that's going to be an arcana check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a 13. 13. It occurs that, based on what you had read in your notes... A child's mind and soul might be harder to control. Interesting. Okay. An adult might have the structures and the kind of base level that if you broke them down, they would be to at their core commands. structured. Yeah. Whereas a child might be like a ball of chaos Wild, energy. Right. Yeah. Um, All right. I am going to, <laughs> I, I turn around in a circle and look at everyone and gesture to cover their ears. You see a few of them. Um, th- thankfully, they aren't, like, there are a few without dark vision who can't really see anything, but the few that do have dark vision, like Crystal, put their, like, chain hands to their ears. Uh, and you also, by the way, you see that 
the chains that are linked to Crystal are different than, say, the chains that are linked to someone, like, next to her. It looks like the ones chained to her are almost more similar to the one that was around to keep her from casting. casting. You're not sure if that needs you to dispel it, but it could mean, it's like one of those scenarios where Zola's probably like, either, no matter what, I gotta destroy this central thing. That might cause it to flicker out, but I might need to do something else after. We'll see. Well, Gorgonzola doesn't have dispel magic. I used it in an earlier episode after we took the long rest. And I don't have any more because I used my last. Yes. uh, Smite might have one because he got a new third level spell but um yes. well yes i um as i'm raising my sword over my head i'm messaging brigand smite going okay loud noises starting now okay make your two attacks sick and i mean i they yeah, you have advantage because it's a chain not moving cool. <laughs> it's very, there's no stress <laughs> for this metal. first hit it's just a metal thing sitting there first one is a 24 that'll hit Second one is a 22. Both will hit. Roll your damage. 27 damage total. You needed 25 to break the chain. The the center shatters metal scattering on the ground. Immediately, the two elite guards outside of the doors turn their heads back towards it. Like, what the fuck just happened in there? Uh, (laughs) Smite, bolt out. Brigid, you ready a spell? Everybody roll initiative. Seven. Been rolling duty on, on initiative lately. <laughs> Been rolling Ten. duty. I'm looking um, at Crystal like I'm gonna need your help. <laughs> Fourteen for the Drow mages and a nineteen for the golden-haired woman. She go first. She is gonna go first. You guys, the moment you step into action you watch as in a movement faster than you could have expected she spins out from around the corner and raises her hands and just screams as loud as she can and you watch space warp as gravity deepens and they crush together um she casts gravity sinkhole um, they're gonna roll what? I've never a, even heard of that spell. That's <laughs> fake. You made that up, but I love it. Matt Mercer uh, made it up. Sick. I um, love Matt Mercer. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the pod, Matt Thank Mercer. Thank you so much for sending that along, Matt. <laughs> yes, Matt. Really, just absolutely so good. Thank you so much. Um, they, one of them succeeds, one of them fails. Um, she is casting it at a fifth level. So it's going to up the damage a bit. I need 38 damage to both of them as you watch their metal crush in and blood, just like that like anime blood when like, like when there's a crushing power Uh on someone's body just splatters out from like these wounds that immediately open up, lacerating them, splattering the walls in blood. They look very hurt um, to say the least. Um, but they are not dead yet. And up next is them in the initiative. Um, How could they do anything? <laughs> they look incredible. You've, you've never seen me. them more scared. <laughs> truly. It looks bad. One of them seems to kind of hold their place a little bit as the gravity crushes them. But you see the other one falls to their knee under the pressure. Um, that is their turn. You see both of them draw their blades and rush forward towards her. That, you know, because she's the one who just attacked them. Um, but one of them cuts off to go for uh, Smite. Hit Smite, and he's going to take it. And then the other one misses on her. Oh, they get two attacks. 
17. Okay, so Smite is going to get hit twice. Um, she's only going to get hit once. Smite takes ooh, 17 damage. And then she takes one of that. She's going to take 9 damage. Ooh, and they get an additional um, 10 poison damage. Ouch. You see, as they strike into your allies, like, there's this flare in their veins where you see, like, this dark, thick, purple, black poison spires through their arms, injuring them. Um, that is their turn. It's now Brigid's turn. And you hear one go, help, help, calling out. After I see her get slashed, I want to pull her aside and behind me to, like, get her out of the way. Okay. And cast Burning Hands on the guy who hurt her. Both of them are in the way, so you can, um, they roll dex saves, I believe, and you can roll your damage. Natural one and a dex save, 15 on the other one. Does that save? They both fail. They both fail. I need some d6s of a nice bitch. I'm going to say the one that hurt her is the one who was slightly less hurt by the gravity sickle. Seven to this man. Okay, looking hurt, but not down yet. Now it is going to be... Smite's going to defer to you. Why don't you go solo first? They're still all chained in their groups, and then, like, Crystal is still, like, chained so that she can't, like, cast, seemingly. Yes. Um, it seems like cracking that central one allows them to now move as their 12 individual groups, essentially. Right. Um, they're free from the room, but they're still, like, all en encumbered with each other. Exactly, yeah. There's a little bit of a tangling issue. Right. Crystal... If I free you, do you think that you can, you know, help, or should I not concentrate on that right now? How many spell slots you got? Oh my god, am I ready to kick some ass? <laughs> they got right, us girlfriend. down here, and I am mad about it. I think everyone here is pretty mad, pretty steamed. You sound ticked off right I'm now, I'm pretty Crystal. damn pissed, this if is, I do say. Wow, this Whoa, is the most mad I've ever heard you say. I'm pissed. <laughs> okay. That feels weird in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to, once again, um, crack... Uh, these magical things with my sword, just hoping that my sword being a magical weapon will break through it, because okay. Gorgonzola has no other options <laughs> magically. I am fully rocking with offense spells. Then, I'm gonna say this, you have two attacks. Uh, uh, if you need to, to destroy the central chain for that group, you can definitely use that. If you kill it in one hit, then I'll let you say you can do your second do attack on else. another one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and th there are 12 total. Yeah. All right. 19? 19 just hits. Okay. Um, that's 11 damage. Just enough. These ones are the weaker chains. They go down in 10 hit points. You smash it and... All 12 of these people, they still have bindings on their wrists and stuff like that, but they are, for all intents and purposes, freed, able to move. Crystal, you take that side of the room. Whatever you can do, if you can melt the steel or if you can, you know, blast them. Oh, I think I could get them to chill off. And she has a little <laughs> ray of yes! frost in her hand. <laughs> Finally get to use this in the right way. Uh, she starts running to <laughs> Aim each one. Aim carefully. We need everyone's digits and limbs. <laughs> right, right. I'll do my best. Uh, not my best track record, but it'll be fine. Um, yeah, she rushes over, and I'm going to say that's going to, with every person that gets freed, essentially, it's fewer rounds, fewer things you need to cut. But essentially, if you want to keep doing this, you would really only need to spend maybe two more rounds of combat right. doing it. And I have one more hit. Exactly, yeah. So you actually can hit another one now. Cool. 26. Boom. Can Crystal join initiative with me? Uh, yes. I'm cool. going to say that she's acting on essentially your okay. initiative. 12. 
12, just enough. Boom, another one freed. That's 24 of the total, like 120 so or so prisoners here. Um, but they immediately, as they're freed, you see that some do look, you know, more tired, a little bit weaker. Perhaps those are the ones who aren't as innately gifted as, say, mm -hmm. Crystal. But a few, you see a hobgoblin, like, hop up and goes, let's fucking do this! <laughs> Ignites his hands. Um, you nice. see, you see um, this uh, tiefling nearby snaps their fingers and sends, like, a hellish rebuke to burn another lock immediately things are turning onto your side yeah. um it is now going to be smite's turn the prisoners are unionizing that's right what is going on in there sounds like there's a union we're I unionizing must... no i must bust the union um drow famous for loving to bust unions um uh, <laughs> he the is the thwack herd around the world <laughs> the thwack herd around the world um okay it's he... the start of the revolution <laughs> he has he has only He's got essentially, f like, five slots left. He's got two level ones, one level two, smite, uh, one level three, and one level four. So he is actually just going to kind of fo start save slashing. those and just start slashing. Yeah. Um, he's going to go for the weaker of the two. Fuck these drow. He is, he swings. Um, so he's going to vow of enmity so he can get advantage because nice. that first one was bad. And that's his only bonus action anyways. Eight plus eight is 16, and that is still not enough. Um, so he swings, and this drow uh, manages to block it twice. Um, that's their turn, um, and we're back to the top of the initiative. NP, as you have dubbed her. Um, like e just for now. <laughs> um, she looks like, Brigid, you're holding her back, and you turn towards and like look her in the eyes, and she looks like she's barely hanging on to control. Like whatever she's doing, it is, she's clearly like surging with energy. She looks absolutely like wild eyed as if some other kind of mechanism within her has been triggered. She turns the corner once again and just screams, die! And another crushing gravity sinkhole um, opens up on them. The door at this point gets cracks. Um, both of them rolled 14s. Um, <laughs> thanks guys, I love when you make my math super duper easy. Two to constitution, and they still fail. Nice. So, um, that means it's a 17, or an 18 is her, modif is her save. I will tell you right now that they failed, that it is 17. Hmm. 31 damage. Um, one, the one that was very injured crumples into a ball of flesh and metal and splatters to the floor, crushed under the intense gravity. The Zoe other one's armor's bent in. You watch as more blood gushes from the wounds as it presses in on this drow's body, screams in pain. It, no denying that you have officially hit the trigger button. As soon as these people storm out of here, you're going to just have to fucking bolt it. Oh, because yeah. there's no way that people don't know what's going on right, right. now. Um, that The second one looks very hurt, but is not yet dead. And I, I kid you not, so, 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 so hurt. Um, <laughs> um, okay, that is going to be the drow's turn. Um, you see as in a panic they throw up a ball of darkness between all of you. Immediately the world goes black um, and you feel movement as it charges past you. Brigid, Smite, and NP get opportunity attacks but with disadvantage. And I will do the same. Axum. Axum Brig. Smite is gonna hit. I rolled two twelves. Two twelves total. 
Um, no, plus one, so 13. 13 is not going to hit. You swing out blindly. Um, you see NP screaming in the darkness, swings out wildly with her bare hands, misses. But Smite, you hear a sickening crunch as his blade strikes into this figure, uh, and he deals... Big dammies, big dammies, big dammies. Six, plus his modifier... Oh. So close to death. Um, this drow is, I'll tell you right now, at two hit points as Fenja <laughs> runs towards um, down the hall to the left, essentially back towards the teleportation chamber. Um, that is its turn. It is now going to be Brigid's turn. Brigid, the, you're still in that sphere of, sphere of darkness. You're not really sure where this guy went. You'll have to leave it in order to see. I will, the sphere doesn't move with him? Um, no, he like planted it on a spot. And okay, ran. I want to run after him. Okay. Um, I'll also roll concentration for that. Um, yeah, you... you. Uh, it goodbye. goes away. It goes away. <laughs> um, um, he did not roll high enough. Immediately after casting it, it just <laughs> fizzles into black smoke, and you see him... Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, running up the stairs towards the teleportation circle. He is definitely within movement of you. Okay, so I'm going to run after him, and I'm going to... I'm going to thorn whip him just okay. to pull him back towards me. Okay. Roll a spell attack. That'll hit. Uh, and roll your damage. So that's uh, four. Four. You throw your whip out as the darkness breaks. I get his neck. You get his neck. And he pulls back. You snap his neck with the thorn whip and he crumples to the ground dead. It is about that moment that you hear banging on the stone door where you know Zola is. And Zola, at this point, a number of people have been freed. They're working on freeing each other. They're, they've all rallied at this point. Um, and you see, like, you hear commotion from outside the door. You're not really sure what the scenario is yet. After I snap his neck and kill him, I look back towards MP and I go, die. Because she had gone die <laughs> she, she just looks at you just like ah, just full screaming she is lost in whatever feeling she has right now can um, I run over to her and try and like uh, calm her down or like try and gain some kind of control uh, yeah you make moves to go over towards her cutting over to Zola now because technically if we're still in initiative it would be Zola's turn mm -hmm. Zola um, I'm gonna say that you know in a matter of seconds you and all of these prisoners working together are able to split most of the bonds. There are definitely some people who are like chained. Partners or something. Exactly, but they are well within movement. Um, hey, buddy system, everyone grab a buddy. Oh, yeah, I got Jerry. Um, and pulls <gasps> up Jerry Gorehouse, who has been sitting on the ground mumbling Jerry, to himself. Jerry, did they take your book? They are my book. They have taken it. I think it's upstairs. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get it. Um, he, <laughs> That's the most cognizant I've heard him yet. He sprints by you and right. then bolts right. Um, and <laughs> I nod at Crystal. But buddy system. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. And she charges <laughs> after him. Yeah, yeah. Stay with him. <laughs> um, okay, so it's at this moment that Zola, um, you get a call on your speaking stone. Yellow. Hi, Brigid, it's Moss. I hope you're okay. I hope all's good. I managed to sneak the boys over to the tree, and it looks like it's going to stay a little longer. I'm feeling tired. They're lying on the ground, gasping for air. We don't have much time. Also, these messages, of course, overlap because he goes over the 25 words, not fully understanding how the speaking stone works. Hi, Moss. This is Zola. Brigid's with me. We're on our way. So is everyone else. 
joy. Oh. I'm already having clothes in my pocket. <laughs> like you hear it like mumbling from the pocket as he clearly messages you back. Um, okay. I play a quick level of Candy Crush. <laughs> um, everyone tell me what their plan is. Zola, you stand before this crowd of people. You see Crystal runs off trying to gather Jerry, keep mm-hmm. him in line. Um, Smite runs over to you. Welcome. You're all... We don't have time. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> anyone... Does anyone have an? Raise your hand if you have a power or a weapon somewhere or any kind of uh, autonomy as far as battle goes. Um, you see a number of like regular folk being like, "Yeah, I mean, I could swing a sword. Like, I know what to do. Like, you get me one, I could do something." And then you see like that that hobgoblin you saw ignite their hands. Mm-hmm. You see a few other figures, um, like a little goblin and. A tabaxi woman and a few other figures kind of stand up and like crack their knuckles and go, yeah, I think we could do something. I yeah. think Gorgonzola is going through arranging ranks, putting some, putting like the hobgoblin and the tiefling up with us, but then also putting a bunch of people who have anything to offer, as well as like Crystal and Jerry when they come back down, at the tail end of the group, mm. so that there's like herders all around mm. who can like bubble in all of the just the civilians got it excellent plan because truthfully if you guys had just run out obviously there would be much more people picked off yes um but so you kind of organize them as brigid you run over to np who you see is like breathing heavily leaning against the wall um you look and you see the wall is cracked where her hand is placed Mm -hmm. as if she has pressed into it with a force that is far beyond what her physical frame indicates Mm mm-hmm so I notice that and I think I understand what she is. And so I just try and look into her eyes and say, you need to control this. You need to help. And we that's the only way we're getting out of here is if you control it. Give me a persuasion check and that will determine how she will roll her wisdom saving throw. Okay. It's plus two. Still 18. 18. Okay, she's going to roll with advantage on this wisdom saving throw. Sick. Oh, no. <laughs> what does she roll? Um, she rolled the highest of the two is a seven plus her wisdom save, which is five. So 12. Can I give her a different roll? If you would like to. I give her 15. That's exactly what she needed to save. My second portent roll. You look back as you're organized. You see that the people are responding. They're kind of taking over now. And you look back towards your allies and you see Smite is, you know, assisting other people, cutting more chains. And Brigid has her hand on NP, is kind of trying to soothe her as she hyperventilates. You watch her eyes flickering gold. You see sparks running down her skin. Um, It seems to be shifting in some way and you're not sure, but you look and you see a future where things are going to be okay for her. And you watch as she takes a deep breath and calms down. Very, very good move. (laughs) You are all assembled there. You begin to hear footsteps coming rapidly from essentially the other side of the teleportation room. Is Jerry back yet? Um, You see uh, Jerry is back. Crystal has him. I give him the pistol. (laughs) (laughs) Snatches the pistol from your hand. Cocks it like he, as if he had held a gun at some point. I feel like if there's one person here who should have a gun, it's absolutely Jerry. I will do this. I have a power beyond understanding. You just watch after Crystal, okay? Yeah. (laughs) He's like muttering an infernal. Crystal's like, 
yeah, this might be better than the book, but not by much. <laughs> um, um, you guys gather together. Um, which way are you heading? You head to the main shaft, or are you heading towards the staircase? Um, main shaft I... would be faster, but you imagine that maybe not everyone can fly. Because yeah, you would have to do a rope scenario. Here's what I think. I think that the mages, the people that are most powerful and come in and fuck with us a lot, will be flying up the shaft. Up the shaft. So, so what I want to do is cast erupting earth, and just destroy the shaft, the shaft and block <gasps> off the whole way. Holy shit, Brigid. Okay. <laughs> um, Brigid, you look down the hall past NP towards the shaft, which you know opens only one other place at the very, very top to a much larger chamber, which you're not sure what is in it. Um, the whole you, shaft destroy you it. You aim for that wall essentially right across from yeah, you. Yeah, let's just have the vines uh, compromise the structural integrity. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this much plant matter. I mean, also, obviously, these have been carved in a specific way, but... I think that anyone can guess that there's a point in which enough destruction bypasses any sort of structural integrity. This know? place reeks of mold. They definitely got water down in the stone. This mm-hmm. place is a cesspool. There's no way that they have this up to code. There's <laughs> no way. What we're going to do is roll the damage because obviously you're ju- you're hitting the earth. You have the ability to focus on the point. Mm. So roll damage. You're going to hit a damage threshold that will determine the amount of structural integrity that remains. Uh, 26. 26 damage. You focus in, sensing the rock, and pull downward as you watch cracks form and an erupting sound as the stone crumbles. The entire pillar seems to shake with the power of this spell. You watch as cracks spider up the walls, spread into the tunnel that you yourselves are in. You watch a stone fall down, another stone. You're not really sure to what degree this building will stay, but for sure, that shaft is fucked right now. You watch as stones tumble in, a crystal breaks through and kind of jams itself as more stones begin to crumble down. The earth still shaking as you're finishing up this spell. Um, Definitely blocking off that area. Clutch ass move, Ashley. Really? I was inspired by uh, NPs, like when she touched the wall and how it it like spidered the wall. Yes. I was like, wait, I can do something like oh, that. Wait a second. <laughs> um, Smite looks to you, Brigan, and goes, fucking sick. And just <laughs> throws up like a Throws up a chakabra. <laughs> yeah. He goes, chakabra. I don't understand um, what that means, but thank you. Um, you guys all begin to turn, and as a mass, as a mob of people, though as organized as it could possibly be, thanks mm-hmm. to Sola's direction, begin to charge through up the stairs into that teleportation room. You see, as you run through some of the other people, some of the folks who said like, yeah, I could wield a blade, begin to snag weapons off the walls, grab any sort of thing that they could maybe use to shield themselves. You have armed the people. They're ready to revolt. Um, they- Are we still by that fountain? Um, you are the floor above the Okay, okay, okay. Yes. So you guys charge down those stairs. You pass by the garden. Is there anything you wanted to do while you're there? Yeah. I spray paint a big frowny face over the grin. Give me a performance check. <laughs> I just want to see how good um, this artwork is. Zola, come on. We don't have time. One sec. <laughs> I got to do some petty destruction. Are you? Oh, oh shit. Let me get in on that. <laughs> 
Like <laughs> minus one of performance, of course. Okay, 14. 14 is still but pretty good. It's just a curved it's just line. A, it's just a curved line. <laughs> I mean, you one, for sure, accomplish what you were going for. And two, you, it's a do, crooked. you do it in a way that you know will infuriate Paragon. <laughs> um, and you finish it up. Smite takes a look, nods. Also sick. Flashes the Shagabra. Um, and you guys bolt towards the stairs leading down. And I down. kick open the pen, keeping the rest of the chickens. <laughs> I just kick it over. <laughs> Give me an attack Run, roll. brothers. You're kicking like the coop? Yeah, okay. just turning on its end. Yeah. Run, brothers. <laughs> Nat 20. You kick <laughs> the coop, and there is a flash of yellow light as the conjuration spell built into this coop to summon chickens shatters. And suddenly... <laughs> created another institutional problem. Oh my god. Fuck. Let's go. They're gonna fucking create a super powerful chicken. They're good here. Wake a guy, Henry. Henry's the one chicken in the bag. Smite goes, fucking Christ, get in there. You're gonna lose your poor little head. Um, immediately takes a liking to this chicken. Um, <laughs> you guys bolt through. You follow essentially the path that Nob had given you originally. You find a set of ladders. Um, though people are using them, you see like a few hobgoblins just like hop the 15 feet and like mm -hmm. raise arms and begin to start pulling people down. You see servants, humans, drought, um, little deep gnomes. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Just like panicking, screaming, running this. for calling for help. <laughs> um, th those are the bad guys. Oh, <laughs> those are the uh, only You don't got this. You don't got this. <laughs> We got this. <laughs> um, so you see them scared, like scared, panicking, bolting around. You see some drow soldiers run out and immediately engage in combat with some of the other people. But it looks like your forces have surprise on their side and are easily overwhelming them. Can I do something as I'm hopping down the ladder way? 100%. A Gorgonzola just cracks open the potion that had the fingernail in it and just does glug, glug, glug. Whatever experimental shit this is, Gorgonzola's like, we're about to go into it and maybe this will give me a a performance edge. You hear... I'm doping. You're doping. Um, and immediately there is a surge of energy within you. Your muscles bulk up like you've never seen. You're the most vascular you've ever been. You feel bigger, like stronger. You look like Sibylia, but stronger. Um, <laughs> you feel that orcish blood, that fury, somehow mixing with some other sort of like energy of sorts flaring up. You feel the strongest you've ever been. Um, your you strength also. is, I believe, now up to like 23. 23 yeah. um, so you have like a plus six or something, which also affects your attack rolls, I believe. It might up, oh, it should it, it should up everything strength related by however much that modifier is. Brigid, you are assisting with NP, helping guide her down. I also want, as I'm like sliding down ladders, like fireman style, um, I want to summon Pyre. Okay, Do you, that's your last wild shape, I think it, it might be. It is indeed. Okay. Um, as you're leaping down, you pull from your earring, drawing the flame as it <laughs> blossoms into the fantastical flaming beast that is Pyre. She looks at you. Let's go, girls. <laughs> um, she looks to NP and gives her a little curious eyeing, nods. NP goes... Strange. Are these common up there? Are there many of these? Not a one. Not a one. Just the one. You're so beautiful and unique. Uh, and a tear begins to form in her eye. 
Um, that's why it's like, I love this. This is beautiful, it's but we absolutely have to move. Wow. I'm glad that we saved. What was the name? Henry. 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 All right, Henry, you good? The first name I thought of. Um, Picture Henry as the chicken from Moana. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, so you guys begin to tear through um, this structure heading out the way you came as far as you know you know that you have to head out that eastern passage for the sake of expediency i'm gonna say that the sheer numbers you guys have manages to keep people at bay one thing you do notice though flay has not made an appearance and neither has paragon yes though you're not sure why for either i would like to um as everyone's like running out i want to bring up the rear with pyre and NP. Okay. And before we go out, out the exit, I guess, I want to throw like an Omni Malum cloak that I've had that I've been using to like yeah, the disguise one myself. Mm-hmm. Aside from the overall cardigan. <laughs> right. I want to put it over her and disguise, you know, hide her in some way because I feel like she sticks out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that if she is indeed Paragon's pet or she is someone's pet, because I'm not sure of. Yeah. necessarily yeah. everything She yet. seems less disposable to them. Exactly. I don't want it to be obvious that we have her, mm-hmm. and I just want to sneak her out of here. And my plan is, once we get close enough to the tree as we're running, is to have Pyre teleport her to Moss quicker. Okay. Um, you, like, as the crowd is like, and I'll say this is kind of happening as you're heading through the structure before you even exit, you, like, kind of pull her aside, and you see she is, now that she's kind of calmed out of that, like, fury state, she looks panicked she looks like she's like it's dawning on her what's actually going on and the, and that she's leaving this place she has only known and you see she's freezing up as you're kind of like putting the clothing on her trying to like rush her into place um she looks at you i i um i don't know about i don't know about this i don't know about this trust me it's okay and as i'm saying this i'm taking off my cardigan and putting it around her and saying listen we're gonna get you out of here we're disguising you right now we're going to keep you close to Pyre here. And, and Pyre okay. will keep you safe, okay? And you, once you once we get close enough, Pyre's going to teleport you. And wherever you leave from, we're going to hurt anyone around you trying to hurt you. Why are you guys doing this? I don't understand. I just met you. You just don't belong here. And neither do any of us. So we're getting the fuck out of here. This place sucks! Fuck this place! Punches a wall with his metal arm, cracking the stone. You guys rush down that eastern tunnel, exiting out into the socket, the twinkling pastel lights of the many crystals jutting out from the ceiling and column behind you. Abused, bloodied, bruised, exhausted, a ragtag team of refugees desperate for freedom, ready to strike down any fascist standing in your way. And that is where we'll end our chapter today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Try Not to Die. We decided to split the final chapter of Book 3 into two parts because a four-hour finale is a bit much to digest in one sitting, and I'm not really even sure if we could upload a file that big to the services that we use. Thank you, of course, to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash trynottodiepod and check out all of our social media to stay up to date on all things TNTD. 
We'll be posting lots of stuff on our Patreon during the break between arcs, so if you're craving that content, now is the time to sign up. And tune in next Tuesday for the thrilling conclusion of this arc, where we'll see if our heroes can try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons! Especially... Anita, Becca B, Becca M, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, May, Nat, Nicola, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer daddies, Patrick Braunstetter and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.